Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All you lonely people, whatever that song is, welcome back to Crypto Talk Radio. Found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And if you're new, so you don't know what I'm talking about, my name is Leister. I'm your host, and just to, I'm going to be candid and upfront, and I don't want people to cringe. I don't want people to shake their head. I don't want people to put a shocked face. I don't want people to be surprised. I don't want people to be upset. I don't want people to be concerned. But I want to be straight up with you. So let me make sure I got my math correct here. A total, since we start, since I started my this latest uh, migration I'm doing for my first endeavor. Since I started, a total of carry to 40 hours has passed total. Within this 40 hour span of time, I've slept two of those hours. I managed to get some food. I managed to get some hydration. Of course, always hydrate. Managed to get some food. I did, of course, have coffee. That helped. I did have a root beer just to kind of binge a little bit. I don't normally drink soda, but today was a different day. But yes, 40 hours has total passed and there's been two hours of sleep. And I made a lot of progress. It's still not where it needs to be because that's how bad it was and I knew it was going to happen and we had people screw up. And I talked about this on Casual Talk Radio, but we had some screw ups because people don't, they're not as quality minded as I am. They just don't. So, It is what it is, and I was not ashamed to put in the work. Because here's the thing, man. I get paid. They they just bumped the rate. I I talked about this on a previous. They bumped the rate, basically doubled it from what it was before. So for me, I'm like, man, book that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyway, so I look, I'll, I'll bill the hours. It's all good. I have no qualms billing the hours. It is what it is. But after this, then, the management, so the client and then the person I report in with, both basically said, you know what, we appreciate what you're doing. 
You're not in question. We know you're doing everything. And we know you're busting your ass. So relax. Get some sleep. Relax. Don't feel like you got to stay on the grind. And I was going to stay on the grind because I got approval to do a new build. And I was just going to knock it out. So I actually went and finished it, at least the concept, proof of concept. Because it's, you know, it's two hours. What's it going to kill? But as a result of this recent, I'm simply sharing that in case it sounds like I'm off my game. Now, of course, I'm Leicester, but I'm just forewarning. I may, if I do sound like I'm off my game, this would be the reason why. It is simply a lack of sleep, but I believe hydration has kept me going and I was able to get some food. And of course, I, you know, just the focus being on that. And at my age, I also felt like, you know what? I still got to show that I'm that dude at my age. This is something I did all the time when I was in my 20s, believe it or not. There were times my boss, I called her the director. I wrote an article about her. I would be, we had Blackberries, right? So she would be emailing me at all hours, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You couldn't get to sleep with this woman. So then I was used to that when I was in my 20s. I actually got into uh, Hanson's energy drink. It's a green one. I got into that and then I switched to Red Bull and I stopped because it was causing some blood pressure issues. So I was, I was wired. I was to the nail wired and I was nowhere near as effective or efficient or proficient as I am now. And I can only imagine if I had the level of confidence I have now back then, how much I could have killed it. Now, when that person retired, I, you know, that basically changed my whole view. I didn't want to be there because the person who replaced her was a bunch of garbage. You know, I have an issue and they're just terrible to work with. So then now fast forward after learning and fighting and, and all this and working for myself, being my own boss to quote Dane Dash. Now it's like a, it's like a trophy to be able to be that dude better than all these other cats that's working there that they can't keep up with me. That's a matter of pride. I take it pride. It's like, I'm showing you people, you can't hang with me. I'm showing you people, all these, all of them, every last one of y'all, all of you, you can't touch what I'm doing. And I showed you and told you, long as I'm adding value, I'm that guy and I'm gonna show it to you. So I had fun, even though it's not ideal. And this is the first time in a long time, just to be clear. This is not a daily thing for me. Usually I'm in bed no later than 10. I usually get my full eight hours. This was an aberration. I wanted to do this for them. I wanted to get this done. And I had people who drug the damn feet. So I really didn't have a choice in the matter. But I had fun. Because it showed age ain't nothing but a number. As long as you feel it. You got to feel it. You know, feel it. And that's what I wanted to prove to them. And I'm proud to say that I think I've accomplished what I set out to do. Given that I have two main topics today on cryptocurrency. You already are likely aware of them. And I'm going to share my thoughts because I think they're the most important things happening right now. And what's going to happen in the future, at least from my perspective. I certainly hope you're not one of those chart watchers who does nothing but watch charts. If you are, you watch the charts, you're not impressed, you're probably pissed off. I'm going to talk about why the charts did what they did, but in the meantime, currently trending sharply red, a lot more red, significant amounts of red scheduled to go back down as I keep telling people. 
And I know you two people keep swearing we're at that bull doot doot doot. But of course, Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net has been consistent in messaging that he didn't feel like we're there yet. At some point, for those that are longtime listeners, it's 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 like a given. If they were a bull, it's obvious. There's been no bull. There isn't even really meme coin season. We have a couple of outliers, but by and large, they don't go anywhere. Nothing's really changed. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but looking at Ethereum, Ethereum went down just below the 1800 mark. It rebounded very nicely, peak of just shy of 1900, up 4%. That's a really strong rebound. So I don't want you to take away from my statement that we're in trouble per se. We were expected to go down. I expected it, and hopefully you expected it if you were listening to Leicester. We were expected to go down. Bitcoin had the worst of it, though. I'll talk about that here in a brief bit. Bitcoin went down as far as 25.4, rebounded very nicely back up to 27.4. That's a strong rebound, just shy of 6%. It is still sharply red. It's trending downward, but hopefully there's enough pressure upward to offset what's happening to cryptocurrency right now. And there were some points made from other people that I want to talk about around this latest craze of what's going on here. What's happening is Gary Gensler, everybody's buddy at the SEC, recently went on a a tirade. He recently went on a mission, and he was going after two main companies, primarily for the United States. Arguably, at least one of them is the most regulatory sound cryptocurrency exchange possible in the United States. They do everything they can to comply with the United States. They always have. So you do have to go through onerous levels of almost swore nonsense in order to trade on Coinbase. I never did Binance.us because they're crap. I tried to do KYC. They still haven't got back to me months later and you can't reach them. So I said, screw you guys. They don't care. They don't carry the good stuff anyway. Not like Binance.com. So the SEC started going after both Coinbase and Binance.us. This started a little bit of nervousness. It's like, what's going on? Why is this happening? I'll talk about that here briefly. Separately then, UST. So UST, if you remember, is tied to the Luna ecosystem. UST started to struggle even beyond what it's already been struggling, mind you. So what happened was Luna, which is the the new one, the Do Rug Pool, aka Do Kwan, Rug Pool type token, the new one dropped in price. So Luna dropped in price. It is what arguably keeps UST from dropping significantly down from where it was. UST dropped way down. I actually have a little bit of UST in the wallet and I was watching it and seeing it go in the red. Not surprised, mind you. But between stable coins depegging, which has happened on a couple of occasions, as you've seen, between the Gary Gensler's of the world and everything else, there's a lot of turmoil and uncertainty going on around cryptocurrency where people believe that it's basically just a large pyramid scheme waiting to collapse or a house of cards waiting to tumble. Only only time will tell. But with the SEC then, when they started going after Binance.us, this is after they sued regular Binance. So Binance.com, they go after Binance.us. With Binance.us, they wanted to freeze the actual assets tied to Binance.us. This caused a lot of turmoil, primarily because you had two, again, United States 
crypto exchanges and people weren't really sure what the hell was going on and why it was that this was suddenly happening and what does it mean if you're a United States trader and your ability to get access to cryptocurrency. I would remind people it doesn't necessarily have to be a United States exchange for you to be able to trade your cryptocurrency as a United States citizen. Many of the exchanges, let's say KuCoin, for example, they base theirs on international shores. Now, Gate.io, which is another one, they bow down. They bow down to the master. They ducked out. They canceled everybody in the United States. Just like, uh, what was the other one, Hotbit? You know, some of them do bow down. So I'm not suggesting that this is unprecedented. It's not. I am saying that some of the claims made by the SEC, which is around securities, yet again, yeah, that's security. Yeah, that's probably security. This is a security. You need to register your security because of staking. Staking is what triggers it. It's not staking itself. It's staking specific types of cryptocurrencies that they're calling out as creating a, a sense that they're securities. Whether factual or not, they have no evidence. They're making the claim and then they follow the suit and then they want them to basically show the burden of proof. You have to prove that they're not securities under basically a legacy law that has little to do with cryptocurrency and more to do about the stock market and you know others, assets. So then Binance has major millions and millions of dollars flowing out of itself. Coinbase has millions and millions of dollars flowing out of itself in panic. Coinbase had a deficit of roughly $600 million in just one day. Now, I would remind people, Coinbase is the organization whose CEO came out and said, well, if you declare bankruptcy, you can lose all your assets. Do, do, do. So it should rightfully concern anyone who's in Coinbase of their potential insolvency. There's not really much they can do because the SEC is going to do what the SEC is going to do, which is why I've repeatedly said in past episodes, don't leave your cryptocurrency in an exchange. Use it to exchange, get it out, get it in your wallet, not your keys, not your coins. You can use a hardware wallet like the Trezor Model T or something else that tickles your fancy or a software wallet, but do not leave your cryptocurrency in exchange, you are taking a huge risk. Not just that, you know, the exchange shuts down and takes your money. That's not really it. It's if they don't have the, you got to understand that the money that people are using to do longs and shorts is borrowed funds. And in many cases, it's your funds. You just don't know it under the hood. This is what killed a lot of the other exchanges. They were using other people's money to support some of these exchanges. And trades. So I'm just saying you're putting yourself at risk if you leave it in there. If you are a gambler, I, I celebrate that. I'm saying I would strongly recommend that you don't leave your stuff in there because it's just going to get worse before it gets better. As part of this then, this whole tirade, Gensler goes on CNBC and he's defending his position. He's deflecting. It's Chewbacca. But one thing he did say that stood out, quote, we don't need more digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. We have not seen over the centuries that economies and the public need more than one way to move value. So, first of all, that's a almost swore. That's a bold-faced lie. A mother-father lie. Yeah, there we go. That's a mother-father lie. There was a time when there was no such thing as U.S. currency, the U.S. dollar. It didn't always exist there was a time when currency was, you know, you hold that, you hear it all the time, you know, some cattle, some mules, horses, food, you know, some yarn, knitting, clothing. 
you traded something of value to somebody else, and that was your form of currency. Precious metals become a thing. The gold rush. Gold becomes a form of currency itself. Silver becomes a form of currency. Copper becomes a form of currency. Pottery is a form of currency even now in certain cultures. So it's not true that you don't need more than one way to move value. We've evolved to the point where we've centralized value into a form of currency. That didn't get rid of trade. It didn't get rid of the value of certain other types of assets. Gold still has its own intrinsic value in of itself. We do equate it to the United States dollar, unfortunately, but it still has its own intrinsic value in of itself because there are people willing to pay more for gold on the open market than you might find at your local retailer. So I'm saying what he's saying is crap is my point. There's been clarity for years about the nature of security law. These intermediaries need to come into compliance. Of course, he doesn't make it clear exactly what that process is. And many have criticized the lack of clarity in respect to the process to get, quote, compliance because the rules are not built around cryptocurrency. They are built around the stock market. You see platform after platform where the entrepreneurs behind the platforms also are trying to build wealth for themselves and their investors through sister organizations, hedge funds, trading against the customers, or even as relates to dealing against the customers. So what he's referring to, and this is what I covered on one of my past episodes about the staking business. It's not staking itself. The concern is when you're using money and you're processing things using that money that isn't yours to make other things happen with the anticipation of a return back to the person who ultimately lent the asset. But what you don't realize is that there is the maker taker fees. Also, when you're making your money available, the exchange has every right to take a a cut of it. The exchange can tell you, and I'm pretty sure it's in your terms, you could lose it all and it might go in their pockets. That's the root of the concern that's being raised by the SEC. If there's a man in the middle, if there's somebody in the middle, it's not just a straight trade between two consenting people. If it's not just a straight A to B transaction, if there's other people necessary to make the transaction whole, if there's somebody else being enriched other than you, whether in addition to or in lieu of, that's where they start getting concerned that it's essentially, quote, a security. Because nothing, they're thinking that none of it would work if you didn't have this person in the middle. You've got to have somebody that makes the money move. And if that person, they're, they're not doing it for free. they got to get compensated. So if that person in the middle gets enriched off you, whether they tell you they're going to do it or not, they're more likely, at they mean the SEC, to go after that organization or that person as possibly dealing in unregistered securities. That's the generic, super oversimplified explanation about what's happening. And I just want to be clear, it's not just staking. It's simply that in order for staking itself to work, staking by its very nature must include somebody in the middle because somebody must host the staking. There must be validators. There must be nodes. There must be all these things in the middle and they all must be paid because they would not do it for free. That right there is what they're specifically targeting. If you have a cryptocurrency like what Bitcoin used to be, if you have a cryptocurrency that doesn't really do much of anything, it's just there, 
they're less likely to go after you. I'm not saying that they would not or cannot or should not. I'm saying that they're less likely to do it. So if you go off my simplified definition of what's going on, it comes and creates its own list. Pretty much all of the core coins, the ones I say can never steer you wrong, they are all at the target scope. Solana, Cardano, Polygon, all of these are ultimately at the target scope. And they're going to look at those because each and every one of those offers some form of staking largely through these centralized exchanges. So just to be clear, and I want to stress it again so we know, I am saying it's not just about whether or not it is staking. I don't, I don't see that that's the only problem they've got. The concern they have is really more around the person in the middle with, unfortunately, has to deal with <laughs> staking to make it work. You've got to have those people. And so it's by its very nature. Tokens and coins that don't do staking are less likely to be called securities. Elon Musk, and I don't want to talk too much about this one because I don't think it's a, I think it's a waste of time, but Elon Musk has come out and he has, he has I don't want to say distanced himself from Twitter or, or from Doge. That's not the case. He's still very much involved, but he's no longer nearly as deep involved as he used to be. The other person who's no longer as deep involved as he used to be is the person who once looked like a kid and then purposely made himself look like a bum with a beard that does not suit his facial shape. And that's Jack. You remember Jack? Jack Dorsey, person who created uh, Twitter and has been a cryptocurrency advocate. Jack came out and said something very controversial about Doge and about Ethereum. And this was basically on the Ethereum side Elon's opportunity to slap him down a little bit, Jack. Because Jack basically said Ethereum's a security. Didn't provide any other context. He just said Ethereum's a security. Elon had to chime that and say, no, no, that's not, no. But he did it in a form that is centralized around Doge again. And of course, that sent Doge briefly price movement upward. I as an opinion, as an individual, wish people would stop giving Jack any sort of attention because, of course, he's single-handedly the reason that Twitter's in the crapper that it is in today. It's not Elon, by the way. Ultimately, Elon inherited a crap show as it was. That's what I believe. The last bit of news that I will cover has to do with taxes. I did an episode on my taxes where I covered it and taxes and how that considers and how losses play into it without providing any advice per se. There's a rumor floating around that the reason that there's any sort of lawmaker activity right now around cryptocurrency has to do with the perception that people are basically ducking tax obligations. They're not reporting all of their tax dues for cryptocurrencies. Now, though I'm not naive, I'm pretty sure there's people out there who refuse to report their taxes because they think, how can the IRS find out they can find out blockchain is public. But I also believe, this is my personal opinion, there's a difference between cryptocurrency that you hold and cryptocurrency that you sold, that rhymes. If you hold it, it doesn't have any value. You don't get any value, positive or negative, until and unless you sell. So I believe 
perhaps naively, that people believe what I do, which is it doesn't have any financial value. I can't estimate any loss yet because I haven't sold it yet at a loss. I'm still sitting on it. For all intents and purposes, it's just a widget. It's just a thing. It does not have any value until and unless you sell. And you'd have to sell at a loss in order to realize that as a deduction with taxes, or if you sold it at gains, then it's capital gains they're going to come after, assuming you reported it. And again, if they want to find out, they will find out. Most people, most people are not actively reporting anything. I understand. I'm just telling you, if there is a benefit to reporting your crypto losses, but you have to you have to be careful with it. You have to understand when it makes sense to sell the loss and time it such that you can offset your tax obligations, at least partially. You're not going to be able to offset all of it because nobody is, you know, I certainly hope not, tossing so much money in there. Like for my business, I I think my tax bill came to like 30 grand or some crazy number or whatever, right? So I'm pretty sure there's nobody out there, maybe they are, but I don't think they're out there that are realizing $30,000 losses that are not the big institutional whales, millions of dollars who don't care and their tax bill is way the hell higher and they've got way more deductions that they use in terms of shell businesses and all the other crap. They don't care about that. So all I'll say is, if you are one who is ducking your taxes, just understand that there is a value in realizing your loss on your tax forms because it helps offset your tax burden. That's all I'll say about that. Anyhow, we are in a very interesting time right now. We are seeing inklings of the SEC getting a little bit more aggressive and we are still not fully out of the bull as I told people we're not. We've lost all the momentum that we once had. We're trending downward as I speak and as I record this. And yet, I still am optimistic of the future. But it's going to take what I've always said, which is new money coming into cryptocurrency. Well, it turns out we actually got, we actually got a little bit of new money, not a lot. We're still at just over one trillion market cap, but I noticed that there was a little bit of extra money that flew in to, that was new money into cryptocurrency. We jumped up in the market cap about 4% total market cap. If we can get more momentum of people buying into cryptocurrency, I think it helps offset what's happening with the whole Gary Gensler and all this other garbage. That's going to take people who are brave enough to say, I'm not going to let this Gary Gensler crap scare me and I am going to buy into it because I believe in it or because I want something out of it. If we don't get those people, we'll head right straight back down. And that's a strong probability that we do. I'm not saying that anything's guaranteed, probable, possible, anything. If you're, again, feeling kind of skittish, I don't want you staying in if you're not sure. Cryptocurrency is one of those things that, number one, it should be money that you can afford to lose that you don't care if you lose it. Number two, you've got to be confident to wait for certain things or be confident that you can day trade, buy and sell without being beholden to any one cryptocurrency. Make sure that you have a balanced portfolio. Make sure you have multiple things. So if one thing craps, you're not affected all the way around. If 
you're pretty settled in where you are and you're confident what you're doing and you're not going to make any changes. Now it's a waiting game, which is why I say don't stare at the graph because the less you stare at the graph, and I'm not suggesting you don't pay attention to it at all. I'm saying don't stare at it. Set up your alerts to let you know when price moves to a degree that matters. Understand, by the time you dial in to look at it, it's probably already consolidated back down. But if you're reasonably confident where you are, train yourself not to stare at graphs. Staring at graphs, especially the day chart, is just going to piss you off for at least the next three months, I say. And I'm on record. I'm on audio. You can hold me accountable. I'm predicting at least more three months that we're going to see some pain and people are going to be frustrated and it is what it is. And hopefully later we can get to the point where people are not afraid of the claims. But uh, of course, not having centralized exchange access in the United States is enough to make people a little bit skittish because it's the, in many cases, it's the only way to convert fiat to cryptocurrency in the first place. So as an on-ramp strategy, as I use it, that would be a risk. I wouldn't be able to buy any new cryptocurrency. I could only trade what I already have. No problem. I can always simply just stack. I could literally throw thousands at it into USDC and then stack or USDT, stack and then buy whatever with just that and say, I'm not going to invest anymore in it. But many people, they want to invest more in it. That's what they want to do. The one flip I did is one of my, I have an IRA in one of my accounts and I started, that has a, it has ETF availability strategies so that I can invest and it's still cryptocurrency backed. There's a risk there because depending on what the SEC says, they may say, well, that's security. Do, do. So there's a risk there too. But at least I can always ensure that I can get some investment exposure to cryptocurrency no matter what happens. Once again, this is not telling you what to do with your money. I am telling you that we're dealing with some uncertain times and hopefully this shall pass and we shall get back to a calm state where we can finally go upward and make people feel good instead of feeling pissed off. Separately then, make sure you keep a roof over your head, food on the table, people are taken care of because that's what really matters, not cryptocurrency. I know people want to get made rich. I don't blame you this. I'm saying your people should always come first no matter what, in my personal opinion anyway. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.